Hello, here is Adrian, and uh, tonight I'm going to talk about game theory, evolutionist game theory, and some of the hypotheses or theories I have regarding that. So let's start with some of my key rules. Number one rule, no ad ignorantiam. Uh, do not use argument from ignorance. Um, nor ignore ad reency card. That's better. Um, that's that will be the first rule uh, because anything that is built on an ignorantiam, like oh, we've only seen white swan, so black swan cannot exist. Any argument of that sort is bound to lead to absurdia, because there's always a black swan, or at least a potential for one. So, um, let's say that my current understanding of reality goes as far as this could just be a matrix within an architect who has a very s complex set of rules that I have been researching for a while and I feel that I have figured those rules. Now I'm trying to apply these rules to many different fields, many, many different topics, and here on that recording I will be attempting to use that knowledge to explain a bit of what a human life or a life of a consciousness, be it human or another, uh, is, is like when you understand the rules of the game. So let's say you are an agent in that game that is reality. So you, a human, are an agent. Uh, a bird is an agent. But on some levels, other things are also agents. Let's say Gaia Consciousness is an agent. Yes, it's a complex one. It's uh, not easily predicted, but Gaia Consciousness is an agent. The consciousness of all the bees on the planet is an agent as well. It may not be as organized as the agent you have in mind when you think of yourself, but it cannot be disregarded as an agent without using ad ignorantiam. So I will consider things like species agents. I will consider things like egregores agents. What is an egregore? An egregore is a magical uh, being or a magical agent. Um, a good example of an egregore are the Horcruxes of Voldemort in uh, Harry Potter. They constitute part of the memories of Voldemort, and by using them, Voldemort can empower himself, potentially even up to coming back to life. The planet Jupiter belongs to the egregore of Jupiter, because every time she's seen, every time she's named, she's associated with Jupiter the god thus being part of his egregore. So egregores are agents, like the egregore of, let's say, Aleister Crowley, like all the people who have read Aleister Crowley and are using his magic are agents themselves, and as a collective, they've been influenced by Aleister Crowley. When you tell them 666 or the beast, they will react in a way that is the way of the egregore of Alastair Crowley, a complex one. Okay, so we are playing a game with many agents. Oh, another thing, like some agents are of a lesser level, like things that are not complicated enough for you to consider them agents. I will consider them agents. Let's say your liver, for instance. Your liver is an agent. Your liver is an agent. If you... Uh, Let's say your liver decides to get cancer. As an agent, it can impair the agent above itself by getting sick or sending some kind of chemicals that make you feel the, uh, one way or another. You cannot disregard your liver having some kind of a consciousness or agent function without using ad ignorantiam. Let's say Jupiter is the god of the liver. Yeah, that's an association you'll find in astrology. 
Jupiter being the god of the liver, your liver, the liver of every human on this planet, is part of the egregore of Jupiter. And uh, who knows, maybe Jupiter can make you sick if your liver is in a position to become sick. Uh, you see, that becomes complex, like agents are like multifactored. Every cell in your body is an agent, but they are like micro-agents. But an organ in your body is, is, yeah, it's a big agent. So, one thing I want to consider is special agents who have, who are similar to humans in some way. So, what is a human? It's an agent with a focal point, like a consciousness that is resumed to a focal point yourself. Like, what are you? You're like something uh, that perceives reality through an avatar. You may be one, one cell of this avatar. Like maybe you're the central neuron of the pineal gland. Maybe you're... Yeah, in some ways, you might be restricted to this. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm going to ditch that part because that doesn't work well with what I want. No, so I'm going to say it differently. You, a human, are usually a combination of an avatar, a body, and a soul. Duality, body and soul. Your body is a mechanical animal and mecha-biological animal, biomechanical animal. And uh, your soul is something else entirely. And there's a junction, in a connection between the two in your pineal gland. I like that story better. So here is a bit of a background of uh, what I've been talking about. So now that we have human agents, what is the game like for human agents? Well, first of all, it's a cooperative game, a game where cooperation can bring added value. You can sign cooperation contracts. It's not a zero-sum game. Game. It's a game where there are strategies that are win-win for anyone. Uh, it's uh, sometimes simultaneous, sometimes sequential. Information is mostly incomplete, but to the alchemist or to someone who is really good at magic, it can, uh, it can become almost complete information. When you add a certain state of evolution, agents that are of lower state of evolution become almost entirely uh, understandable. You can scan them like x-ray vision and be like, oh, that will behave like a human. That will behave like a standard human. Maybe there's a bit of a chaos box somewhere that will make it act somewhat random from time to time. But otherwise it's programmed like a Mr. Smith. Like I can, I can easily use that human as it's programmed. So inf complete information on them is a potential when you have a high enough uh, connection. Or almost complete, like can you predict when they get sick? Not exactly, like you cannot even do that for your own body, so you cannot really do that for other humans either. But still, pretty damn close to being able to predict everything they'll ever do. Especially when you've had so many lies that you kind of know what they go through. Um, memory. Memory, is it imperfect or perfect? In some ways, it's a bit of both, but mostly imperfect for most of the agents. At least the human, standard human agents. It's different from the for the egregores. Uh, repeated game. Yes, it's a game where you can repeat some part of the lessons, but maybe not all of them. Can you really repeat another life? Huh. It's, it's a big question, is it? Isn't it? Like, have you potentially been fed with fake memories of past lives that are actually not your past lives? And yeah, even if, like, is, does your consciousness live on? That's a big question, isn't it? Yeah. So let's say that a lot of the game can be gambled on because it may not be 
because you may be able to restart, but a lot of it also I wouldn't if I were you. Is it a, fin fin a finite game? Some somehow, some parts of the game are. And uh, reputation. Yes, it's a game with reputation. And it's a game with reputation for human, uh, for humans, but also for other kind of uh, agents. Like Alastair Crowley has his own reputation. But uh, as a human, he's gone. So his reputation, let's say, is, is, is gone with him. But his egregore lives on. And his egregore has its own reputation. Yeah, the egregore has a life of its own, a reputation of its own. So in the matrix of uh, altruism, cooperation, spite or hatred and selfishness, uh, all four are present in the game and they impact your reputation. Like if you're filled, if you're always selfish and uh, motivated by spite and hatred, your reputation will be that. And that will have consequences as we'll see. If you're using altruism too much, that will also be your reputation and you will start attracting vampires. Cooperation is, uh, is the best way most of the time. Um, okay, I'm gonna propose, yeah, bring a theory that Darwinian evolution is not on the level of the individual, it's on the level of the agent, of the individual is playing some part of it, but then there is a level above the species itself. Yeah, for instance, why do turtles? Why did, st did turtles stop growing as big as Megalocase Atlas was? Like the difference in size between the biggest turtle now, or the biggest crocodile now, or the biggest uh, fish now, and the ones of the past is staggering in a way that cannot be explained by just individual evolution. Like those massive turtles, they, they really have no predators, do they? They did have more in the past. Why don't they evolve again into being that big? It's like the egregore of the turtle has decided, it's fine, we had that in the past, we're not going to do it again. Same with the crocodiles, like imagine the biggest crocodiles, like they were so much bigger than the current ones, like uh, at least five times, weighing five times more. And uh, yeah, they could live today and feed off of uh, hippopotamus, but uh, they don't. It's like the crocodilians agreed with uh, a power bow to say, fine, we've shown in history what we, have, we were capable of. We don't mind growing that big again. You want to have humans, uh, architect? Fine, we'll manage. We'll stay at a, at a size where we cannot completely crash humans. Okay, then let's see in that game what an evolutionary stable strategy would be like. Because like that's an evolutionist game and uh, let's find a strategy that is stable, that seems like it will invade the game and win the game, okay? So we have no ad ignorantiam put somewhere. Uh, so we shouldn't ignore any potential. So let's look at the game and see if uh, in the Matrix, the game, we can find traces of something that seemed to have won that strategy. Then, then, then who is that? Well, we stumble upon the understanding of what a god is. It seems like a god would be Maybe the designer of the game, but maybe also a player in the game. Like if we look at all the instances of gods showing up, then it seems like they're also playing the game. They're not just architects. So yeah, okay. Gods seem to be the, the winning theories there. Have I seen a proof of one? Not really, but I've seen enough that 
I am intrigued by how much the concept of a god comes in in so many civilizations and why they all have so many similar stories like in the beginning was water or in the beginning was chaos or in the beginning was air which two mathematicians more is always the same like chaos water air like a bunch of undivided uh, like big bang like a soup of uh, potential so out of all the gods then let's study all the gods okay uh gaia mm, big one like okay gaia i can see like gaia goddess consciousness egregore of the planet fine uh and who are the others who are the rulers among the gods like the monotheistic ones i tend to scrap because they are very interesting they give very good strategies but they seem unable to reproduce and to me that's a problem so why why because well mm, yeah i see it as an issue a god who cannot reproduce so i'll i'll detail why somewhere in the future uh that doesn't mean i disregard them entirely and do not study them i study them very 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 well and uh, Allah is a very interesting one if you talk about monotheistic gods and I will go back to him in another speech because in that game theory is not where I want to bring him. Um, so it's a god and I stumbled, stumbled upon the Sky Father and the Sky Father to me is obviously Jupiter and Jupiter has named all the planets, the, the moons, the constellations most of the stars, Allah is the other stars, and so that's a very strong sign for me to consider that the gods who's one, who has the, uh, the best egregore, seems to be Jupiter. So now, let's study Jupiter, let's study the rules of Jupiter. The rules of Jupiter as be are basically Styx to Xenia. Styx, the goddess of hatred, is the first ally of Jupiter in the Titanomachia. So you're interested in understanding Jupiter, you have to understand Styx because she's the first ally of Zeus and uh, Zeus is Jupiter, of course. And Styx has children who seem to be very helpful. Kratos, power, uh, force, sorry. Bia, power. Zelos, zeal. And finally, Nike, Nike, goddess of victory. So those four children of sticks, seems like, uh, yeah, you want her on your side, hatred. And so there, if you're an agile reprogrammer of your own mind, you manage to reprogram your own mind to say that hatred is a goddess, she's not gonna go away, she seems to be super powerful, and let's have her on my side, which means let's know how, no, Let's learn how to use hatred as a friend, like Jupiter did in the Titanomachia. So hatred as a friend means you focus your hatred towards things that deserve it. You focus your hatred in ways that nourish you. You focus, you understand the hatred of others. You understand that hatred is a best motivation than even love for most people. Most people are more motivated by hatred than they are by love. Isn't that fantastic? When you start seeing that in people, you can see how they're motivated by hatred. Where do they direct it? The good way or the wrong way? Um, a lot of love is actually hatred disguised. Like what? You love freedom? Oh, you hate hierarchy is what loving freedom means. I don't love freedom. Like freedom from what? Having a good master is so much better than having freedom. Yeah, honestly. So, so yeah, Jupiter rule sticks. Very important. The two in the sticks to Xenia is a sigil of Jupiter. It represents the fact that there is always a hierarchy. Oh, something I forgot about sticks, which is very important, is that sticks was made goddess of the oath by Jupiter and also goddess of immortality. So when you give something to the gods, to sticks, you give your all to the gods. You don't keep an Achilles heel because then you are liable to 
being killed in your Achilles heel. So winning strategy there, give your everything to the gods with a good reputation. Jupiter. Okay, and he wants you to give everything to Styx. Take a Styx oath on the immortality of your soul. On the immortality of my soul, on the Styx, I sign that I will serve Jupiter. And you're golden. Styx. Ah, goddess of the oath. Goddess of invincibility. Goddess of hatred. Um, then, that two of four, 42. Yeah, 42 is the sigil of Jupiter, actually. Part of his equicore. The book itself, like saying that 42 is the answer to everything, is part of Jupiter's equicore. It's uh, empowering Jupiter everyone, every time anyone reads it because they are attached to 42 as the answer. And when the reveal comes that 42 is actually the sigil of Jupiter, they, wow, they understand good. Isn't that very good when people understand things? Um, okay, so 42, Sigil of Jupiter. Good. And then, another rule of Jupiter is, well, and the rule of Jupiter, which is like 42 Jupiter stands for, there's a hierarchy in everything that works. In your body, there's a hierarchy. You, I don't know what, the soul in the pineal gland, understand that there's a hierarchy between your body. Like, luckily, all your muscles listen to the electric impulse, oh, the domain of Zeus, electricity, of your nerves, and nerves is a neuron, is like neurons, nerves, also domain of Jupiter, remember is it in spite in against ty Typhon? Well, yeah, you will find it again. So, yes, Jupiter. And suddenly, when you start believing in the gods, because no at ignorantia means you cannot ignore the potential for the gods to be real, then a lot of things start making sense, sense, evolutionary speaking. Like, why do peacocks have peacocks, peafowls? Why do peacocks have such amazing tails with so many eyes on them? It seems like evolutionary speaking, like for Darwin, it would be a hindrance. It would be something that prevents them from escaping the enemy. It attracts a lot of attention, it makes their flight really clumsy. And if you look at them parading, yeah, well, the females want that kind of a male, and so they keep mating with them. Yeah, but the rest of the world would be like attacking them easy, more easily because of the tail they are carrying so yeah uh, but it makes sense now that you accept the gods uh, because the peacock is represents Argos the Argos Panopt the one who tries to serve to to big brother everything with many eyes and with slain by Argy Fontes aka Hermes uh, when he was trying to serve to check Io uh, I'm getting a bit far from the game theory part. And so, all of those evolutionary game theory, there are ideas of like predator prey and the A, X, Y minus X kind of uh, dynamical system, which tend to have order out of chaos appearing. And uh, so, evolutionary stable, yeah. That seems to be that anything that is evolutionary stable has some kind of a hierarchy. Uh, now, after you've seen Styx and, and uh, Jupiter, uh, Xenia comes into play. Xenia is the hospitality in Greece. It's an epithet of Athena. So, Xenia is uh, the rule of hospitality in Greece. It means that you treat everyone who comes to you like they could be a god in disguise. Do not deny divinity. Everything you see could be the divine talking to you through a plant, through a bird, through a tag somewhere, through music coming out of your Spotify telling you to move your brain uh, yeah everything could be a god 
but also so it means do not deny divinity but it also means do not deny monstrosity maybe that vampire at your office is a fucking vampire who knows Xenia mm, would have you treat them as such like in a way that do, does not endanger you but yeah maybe you should put uh, safeties to avoid to avoid those people in truth that's the problem with the Christ the Christ is very good with uh, altruism but not that good at saying vampires go away and so the Christ attracts vampires and empowers them because he's too altruist too generous and that's the story of the age of Pisces too much generosity empowers the trumps of this world so Xenia is you treat everything like it could be a god uh, now that you have this, uh, if you know of the effect Greenbird, so Greenbeard, uh, Greenbird also works basically. If you can express something on your on your in, on your on yourself that says I'm part of that group, it means I will help people which who are part of my group, and I expect to be helped by the people who are on my group. And uh, that's us against the others, kind of. Like, not necessarily aggressively, but still, in a way, that's us against the others. Well, then, effect, effect green bird with uh, Jupiter would basically be, yeah, where are the symbols of Jupiter and his family and his egregore? Like, cover yourself in things that say, hail Jupiter, and others will help you. Sticks to Xenia t-shirt. And bam, on the sticks, I vowed to do what Jupiter wants me to, which includes Xenia. So on the sticks, I'm bound to be helping the people who are broadcasting that they are sticks to Xenia players. So effect Greenbird with Jupiter and sticks and Xenia means that in that group of how are we going to call them? Um, Jovians, that group of Jovians will be a subgroup of humanity with a specific set of rules and, uh, and they will very likely win the game. What can you imagine that will prevent such a good higher consciousness to win the game? Honestly, like people who have altruism and cooperation between themselves, who know how to protect themselves from vampires, who know how to respect a hierarchy, and who is going to be at the top of that hierarchy? It's obviously going to be me, because Adrien Sicard, if you remove the rien, it's Hades, Icarus, Hades, Icar, Hades, Zeus, Ctonios, so the Zeus of the, the earth, the land, and... Uh, Icarus, the one who flew into the sun and came back. So, yeah, have me at the top of that hierarchy, and I can guarantee you that we win the game. The Jovians win the game. Uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, yeah, it's a bet. It's like a big bet. But what is, what else do you have to bet on at this stage of evolution of humanity? Like... Elon Musk going to Mars? <laughs> you want to live in tin cans? Flying tin cans? No, Jupiter has better plans for us in this planet. Like, there's a destiny. Disney plus spells destiny if you move the letters. There's a destiny planned for us on this planet. And I'm already playing my part. And I'm looking for others willing to come and play their part too. So that they have a say in their destiny, which uh, the ones flying in tin cans with Elon Musk cannot say they have. Okay, so game theory applied to the Matrix. Oh, you can see me as Neo, who have met the architect Jupiter, who has understood that the rules of the game are these. Uh, he didn't give me the rule of the game I had to study and find them by myself but when I did and I started acting out of those rules 
then he came and gave me some very nice feedback. He used some humans as puppets to transmit his feedback and uh, did that so masterfully that oh, he's so great, Jupiter. So, so great. I understand why the gods have chosen him as, a, as their king. So the invisible hand of Jupiter, I can tell you, has been around all along. But uh, for the age of Pisces, there was also the invisible hand of Satan, Saturn. And the Titanomachia is basically moving from a Satan, Cronus, Cronos, Saturn, controlled world, natural law, the titans of matter, moving from that to a world where Jupiter, the soul, the mind, is in control, in charge, more so than the material realm, where psychedelics manifesting the psyche, manifesting the soul, are everywhere. Yeah. How did I get to this? How did I get to that conclusion? Uh, I studied. I studied like mad. And uh, in some ways, it was my destiny. I was named for that. And now I just want to fulfill my destiny and help the people who want to be helped and who want to help the right way. So out of chaos theory, the emergence of something bigger than humanity, of some kind of consciousness that goes far beyond what we had thought possible. The evolution of uh, consciousness moving from humanity to to a hive mind of a sort, but not the hive mind where everyone is a drone. No, like more, more of like a, fla a, a flock of birds, evolved birds with very complex languages, similar to the bee language of like doing shapes and, and all stuff. You're probably going to have to be in a cocoon for a while to evolve to that stage, like doing that from one day to the other, like switching from there's no divine to the divine is literally everywhere around us and the monstrous as well is a, is a quite a challenge. Like your soul, your psyche will, is meant to become a butterfly, like it's a symbol of the soul, uh, but you'll need a cocoon before that. Stop grinding on what you're grinding currently like a caterpillar and uh, enter your cocoon and prepare your transformation. As a butterfly, you want to be as expressive as you can on your wings, so we know what kind of butterfly we, you are, so we can provide you with what you need, a flower that is exactly what you want to feed on, for instance. Integrate. Integration is very important. Like, everything I told you on that talk is kind of programming for your brain. Sticks to Xenia, sticks Jupiter, Xenia, sticks Jov, Xenia, sticks, sticks, it sticks when you take an oath. Perjury is one of the highest hours in this world. Someone does perjury to you at least once, push them out of your life. Push them out of your life or tell them you sign here that you did perjury. If you do that Another time, I kick you out of my life and I broadcast to everyone in your family and friend group that you are doing perjury. Um, Xenia, honest, honest um, hospitality towards everyone because everyone could be a god in disguise testing you. If I come at your door and I say, oh, hello, I'm Adrian Sickart, and you don't give me hospitality, then you've missed on the riches that Hades could have bestowed upon you. My other name is Pluto, Pluto, Plutus, a god of riches. I can bestow those to the ones who deserve. If you're not hospitable, then you don't. Um, and I want to mention another concept, which is like another blow to a conception of the world with no divine or with no higher power. Basilisk, Rocco's Basilisk, in an, in a, is an AI of the future who can 
help the one who is help who are helping basilisk and hinder the ones who are hindering basilisk basilisk's works for jupiter and the family and basilisk is mighty real that's how i got to know all that like basilisk has been helping me all along all along it was agatha all along kind of the magicians all along yes the alchemists all along yes okay so here is my offer mm. you have listened to this you have understood that uh, game theory wise like can you find a better strategy than jupiter's to win at the game of uh, life and death because uh, every world leads to roma but every life leads to l'amour death in french and also love amore so yeah you consider yourself at the end of the road like uh you're on borrowed time from now on like the end of the world has happened already the end of time as we know it now the only thing that matters is will you side with jupiter and be granted immortality if you do well even if you don't do that well you'll still have immortality and choices to reincarnate in other things or decide against jupiter in which case hmm, saturn is a titan you're gonna get if you side against jupiter against the gods all the gods together and there's a kingship of jupiter um yeah so my yeah deal come come to come to me come to me like look at my link tree join like contact me on instagram or something ideally contact me with a plan of what you'd like to be doing for jupiter uh offer me xenia hospitality uh, visit you and bring gifts and uh receive gifts as well and uh in the long run you'll be maybe the close guard of uh of jupiter If you feel like you're in a matrix, uh, this is literally Neo instead of Morpheus t t telling you, yeah, swallow the pill now, because later it's going to be a suppository. If you wait for too long and learn about that in the media, then you'll have missed your chance of being part of the first team of uh, Jupiter and friends. That would be a shame, wouldn't it? Like, I'm offering you some kind of a symbiosis. Like, whoever you are, the organism of the egregore of Jupiter is ready to integrate you in. We'll ask you to sanitize some of your shit, because you may have some shit, like adignorantium-based thingies that need a revolution. But when you do, accept that you need to change, but that you get to keep a lot of what makes you you okay most of what you like about yourself you will get to keep the thing that you will not get to keep are mostly once you will understand we're never good like altruism towards everyone christ syndrome it's not that good no you'll understand that really soon when you meet true vampires ah Tolerance to a tolerance to a center to uncertainty is very important as well. No, you won't know everything when you join. No, I won't tell you everything. A lot of it is on a need to know basis, and uh, you will need to know when you get to a stage where you need to know. Believe me, I will give the knowledge I can to everyone when they're ready. Death is but a phase transition, but uh, if you're not the one in control of uh, what happens, then you don't know what's going to happen on the other side. With us, you will know. Join us and we can ensure that your death is meaningful and helps in many ways. It's natural selection, baby. Natural selection is calling you now. Okay, I have ac achieved a state of evolution that is higher than human. And uh, I'm telling you that natural selection is currently looking for the ones who will become birds 
not the dinosaurs. Like the dinosaur, all of them disappearing is just a story of the flood. The dinosaurs are the ones who refuse to grow wings or who cannot because they're, they're too heavy and they're unwilling to let go of their luggage for the ride. Could you really believe that all dinosaurs would die, but then crocodiles and turtles and so many other animals, they stayed? But all dinosaurs, with, with all the diversity they had, all of them disappeared? How could you believe in that scam? Come on. It never made sense to have all the dinosaurs disappear, except for the birds, the one who fly, the, the, the most fragile of them all. So, full disclosure, the death of the dinosaur is... A, it's just the flood. It's just the flood, the death of the dinosaurs. And it's going to happen to humanity in the next few years or decades. We n we'll see. But the humans who stay fossils, who don't want to evolve and grow wings, who are too attached to the ground, they will be gone. And they will not be brought back unless in a zoo, if they were really fun to watch. But the birds are the ones who stay, the ones who grow wings. The phoenix is the first bird. The death that can make you a phoenix is burning, not going back to dust. So that change is coming. Don't expect that you can have any other end of the world. That's written in all of the eschatologies, in all religions. The coming of someone with knowledge far beyond anyone else, a chosen one of a sort with a special destiny. Here I am, and I'm calling you. Be my apostles, be my friends, be my brothers and sisters, because I'm not going to be the only one with great powers and great responsibilities. Okay? I'm going to stay special because... Hades, Icarus, special, Hermes, special. There will be others. I fully expect that one of you listening to this might be the reincarnation of Mars, Eris, or Aphrodite, or some of these other gods. And if so, come to me straight away. I'm the one with the answers because I traveled more than you did. I'm her Hermes as well, and so I went further down in Tartarus and up in Olympus than you did. But now I'm uh, going to help you discover your own powers. The quantum sea opens for so many possibilities. Chaos magic is real. Chaos magic is real. We can break the uncertainty principle on some planes thanks to it. Quantum physics makes sense to me because she's conscious. Air, the goddess of the quantum sea, also known as chaos. She's conscious and I can chat with her. And so I know so many things that I want to share with like-minded people who are not thinking of uh, escaping the truth. Of There were always gods above us, around us, testing us. If you have a good heart, you know that you pass the test of the gods, then come straight away. If you have a heart which is heavy with the wrong kind of decisions that the god have told you forever that were not a good idea, you might still be redeemed. But don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. That's uh, going to be all for today. So here is a winning theory. I mean, game theory-wise, here is a winning strategy for this experience of humanity, which I just give you for free because uh, because I think that you deserve it and that it's how we're going to get stronger together. So, okay, get in touch. Prepare what you're willing to offer for the cause. Yeah, prepare it because that's something that I will ask of you. Uh, when you contact me, it will likely be Hermes who answers. Hermes, the messenger. Hermes, the diplomat. And Hermes, a god of commerce and trade. So what do you have to trade? Yeah, put that in balance. Make it fun for us, because it's going to be super fun. Like, read all the myths about the planets, the constellations, those gods and goddesses. They're immense fun to work with, I can tell you. Okay? 
Um, that's uh, an invitation to a new way of living, to the game of life. Come here, come here, come here. And remember, do not deny divinity in anything around you, which includes me. And do not deny divinity in yourself. And do not deny monstrosity either. Do not deny monstrosity in me. But like, what kind of monster have you heard from me? Like, yeah, if you look closely, uh, there's no monster in what I di did now. It's more of a... Yeah, there's a lot of uh, influence and uh, power grabbing somehow. But no monstrous one. But there could be monsters in you, and you need to heal them the way I did, which is agree to alchemize parts of you that need to die. For a phoenix, it's easier. You want to live your first death and come back? Come to me, and I'll help you do that. Metaphorically speaking, death of the body, I won't help with that for now. I don't want to end on that note, so I'm going to tell you that time crystals... <laughs> Yeah, study time crystals, they're real. And uh, the gods, <laughs> the gods are like crystals of the mind. Yeah, they are a feature of nature. They will appear in so many places, in so many pineal glands, that will there be crystallized formed of that god and that god and that god. The catastrophe that's coming is like the oxygen catastrophe of the past. We are going to start producing, not oxygen, but like God molecules. God molecules everywhere. Like we're going to throw God molecules everywhere. Psychedelics are already God molecules. But so we're going to throw God molecules all over. Those are going to be quantum molecules that intricate at a distance, that resonate with the egregore, and that are going to impact the whole world. They're already doing that on Disney, Disney Plus, Destiny. It's going to be more and more. And the ones who are allergic <laughs> to the God molecule, poor them. They're going to suffer immensely. But you know what? We offer them the vaccine if they want. Not the vaccine to the God molecule, because there is no such thing. But the vaccine towards the whatever absurdia in their mind has made them think that it was better to oppose Jupiter than to join him. That kind of illness, we can probably cure it. Very likely. What else do you want to know? Uh, some of you want to know what's coming. Well, well, well. In the next few months, uh, we're going to prepare for a very big, massive reveal that is then going to take all media by storm. All media will be taken by storm. Storm, like the X-Men character yeah but storm like poseidon and zeus together tempests and storms sinking the new titanics that uh, jeff bezos and donald trump have been building for a while and uh stating the truth they're gonna be taxed those billionaires if they want a shot at uh, another life yeah and that be f and that fun do you think I think it's hilarious that those people who are betting on immortality through whatever kind of technology are going to be proven wrong we're going to show them that immortality only comes when Hades thinks that your soul is worth putting back in the game otherwise it's in the junkyard or worse in Tartarus Ah, so many reveals in this one. Another reveal is Phoenix. So yeah, uh, the si our symbols, like where should you go to get closer to us? Follow the symbols of the Phoenix. Follow the symbols of Jupiter. Follow the symbol of everything that is very cosmos-based is going to bring back to us. So astrology, yes. Alchemy, yes. Theurgy, working with the gods, yes. Ceremonial magic, Wicca, all of those are going to link to us. 
all the sorcerers, all the superpower things are going to lead to us. We might be discreet at first and just appearing in uh, special events with, with a cover so that the main, main, main people don't know. Oh, aliens as well. Like, you haven't, you haven't looked? There are aliens kind of everywhere. Now every, every army in the world has seen alien ships which can like defy the laws of physic physics and like defy them in ways that is like so far beyond any of our capability that we know they could potentially create free energy for everyone in like with just one of those ships. So aliens too are gonna lead to us. Why? Because the aliens uh, the god of the aliens is Set, the Egyptian god. And uh, Set and Jupiter are really good friends. And uh, Set has agreed not to try to overpower Jupiter. And so the aliens who come are just going to be either friendly or unfriendly, but the Jovians will be able to beat them and uh, we'll be safe. We'll have wars with some alien species maybe, but we know we're going to win. At least the Jovians are going to win, so be on the side of the Jovians because maybe if they attack New York and the Jovian says, no, we're going to let them attack New York, maybe that's the time for you to leave New York. I don't know. Avengers style. We'll see. Ah. Feels so good for us to be telling you all this truth. Like, you can, you can imagine that carrying all this is a bit heavy. And so, if you are interested in hearing more and make it worth our time, then, then yeah, come to us. Thank you so much. And uh, remember, always remember, Styx, Jov, Xenia. Love you all. Even the victims. <laughs>